0: a quick note before we get started this week uh, I've taken a couple week break uh, you're about to see why or pardon me you're about to hear why in just about a minute I lost my voice I got sick kind of stinks when you uh, you get uh, you make your living by talking with your mouth and your wind out of your uh, out of your mouth and so uh, I lost my voice so that's why we didn't have a podcast I uh, got a little bit of a break but I'm recharged I'm ready to take you through the end of 2016 a lot of great stuff coming. So this week we're going to talk healthcare and my voice sounds weird. So as you will hear, cause I still try to record it, uh, next week we're going to get into the essential truths of your financial life. Uh, so I'm really excited to share that with you. Thanks so much for all your emails and texts and tweets asking where the show was. Uh, no, it did not get canceled. I just had no voice. So thank you so much for your support. Uh, End of the year, go to PeteThePlanner.com. Go to the shop. We have a buy one, get one deal for uh, our books. Buy one for someone else and get one for yourself half off. uh, And there is a deal. I guess I should find the name of the deal, like like what code you need to enter. It's Jolly PTP. So you you buy your Money Life book for someone else of whatever age they are. You get one for yourself. Use the offer code Jolly PTP. Uh, And you'll get 50% off that book that you get for yourself. So there it is. Thanks so much. I'm glad to be back with you. Here's the show. A podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire,
1: fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. School myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in theory, an anomaly. Properties undiscernible to mere peasants. Use weapons that level entire
0: everyone. It's the healthcare episode of the million dollar plan. I'm your host, Pete the Planner, and you're thinking, This is not a man that sounds well. It sounds like I'm listening to an Arby's commercial. We have the meats. Yeah, look, it's cold and flu season. What do you expect? It's also deer hunting season, but I haven't shot a deer. Today on the show, we're talking about health care, a big part of becoming a millionaire and then uh, remaining a millionaire. You can get messed up if you don't have good health coverage. Now, as you know, in this country, healthcare is ever changing. I don't even sound like myself. I've got earphones in right now because that's what a professional does. And so as I'm talking to you, I'm hearing myself and I'm thinking, it's like a, a like Lindsay Lohan meets like a Charlie Sheen meets the Arby's guy is what I'm hearing with a lot of Lindsey Lohan in there. Uh, anyway, healthcare today. And when I talk healthcare, I, I think of my fella, my fella Paul Ashley, uh, Paul, hello. Hello, Peter. Oops, let me turn on your mic. Go ahead, try again. Hello,
2: Peter. Okay, there
0: we go. <laughs> Did was... I do it right that time?
2: I'm under the weather, Paul. Paul, what's your title? What do you do? What, 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 what do you know? Gosh, these days, my title is managing director at first person. Oh, Whoa. I know, right? People ask me, what is a managing director? I'm like, it's simple. We manage direction and direct managing. Duh.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing about that. I bet you have a very expensive business card.
2: It's really expensive. It's gold-plated. So, Paul, you
0: tend to understand uh, healthcare stuff the way I understand personal finance stuff, and you explain it in a very similar way, and that's why you're here uh, today on the show.
2: It's good to be here since we're talking about that.
0: Do people's? I mean, everyday normal, will-to-do people, their financial life can get ruined uh, with improper health coverage.
2: Correct? Absolutely, it can. You you get yourself into a cycle of debt that was unexpected. Not having the right emergency funds, not having the right protection, and you wind up having out-of-pocket expenses you wouldn't expect, and you get in a cycle of debt, aren't able to catch up with it, and the spiral goes.
0: And that's if things uh, go poorly, but even if things go well, making bad decisions with prescriptions and coverage choices, do you go with the traditional plan, do you go with a high deductible plan? People just make mistakes because they get scared with it, I
2: think. Yeah, I think a lot of folks uh, l- let's be let's be fair, the healthcare system is not easy for anyone to navigate, even myself knowing how it works, I even scratch my head occasionally like, well, this is really what we've got as a system. And when you couple that on top of how to select a insurance plan that helps you navigate the system or protects you as you navigate the system, a lot of consumers just simply don't make good choices. Um, If you think about a higher net worth individual, they'll oftentimes think that they should go with the best plan available, because that's what their mom taught them, right? Like, always buy the best, buy the best this. And the reality is that the best plan actually may not be the one that is the most expensive or has the lowest deductibles. It might be one that allows you to leverage uh, health savings accounts and uh, that requires a federally qualified high deductible health plan to do so so on instant glance if you're not used to be a consumer driven health care you'll think well i gotta buy the lower deductible plan it's got to be better but you know with tax arbitrage and the things that an hsa allows you to do not so fast
0: yeah so it's funny what is it that you can choose uh what price service and quality is that what is that the three things? yeah choose
2: two you get to pick three. two of the
0: three so with healthcare, people either, A, want to pick the best, whether they need it or not, or, B, they want to pick the cheapest because they're annoyed that they think... And, I, you know, this is like everything, though. It's so relative. Uh, someone will go, man, I pay 350 bucks a month for my health insurance. And I'm like, cry me a river. I, I pay three times that.
2: Right. Now, a lot of those times, those people are maybe employed, right? And I'm employed. Well... well employed and not the owner and therefore they have an employer oh, yes. yeah picking up uh, a portion of the premium for them and, yeah. and so they're they're uh, w- what happens to be true in america too is that so so much of our health insurance is employer-based and what that means is a lot of folks are truly insulated from the true cost of that N- not the cost of care but the cost of insurance
0: and i if, if i may incredibly unappreciative of it
2: yeah, and, and that's but, not
0: for you to say, but that's my. Well, I think that's
2: generally true, and 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 it's just become sort of an expectation that the employer will sponsor health coverage, and that that health coverage, I just don't I don't see what the other part is worth. I only know what comes out of my paycheck. Sure. And uh, people don't realize the true cost of that care, and it's not until they maybe have to change employment or they're uh, let go and they have to see what a COBRA uh, yeah. continuation is. And they begin to realize, oh, that's what the true cost is. Because when people hear Cobra rates, they're like, "Well, Cobra's terrible. Don't ever buy Cobra." It's so, high. that that, my friends, is the the cost of the your employer's been paying all along, plus your cost. That's what Cobra is.
0: You and I, you you and I, I can't I can barely hear my voice like this. It's it's pretty really rough. attractive. I feel like Kathleen Turner.
2: <laughs> you look a lot like her.
0: Today. Oh, sweetie, <laughs> I do seem like Kathleen Turner. <laughs> Um, So you and I were at an event together in the fall. Uh, We were at each other's date and we were on a panel and you said uh, the key to having affordable health care is to not need health care. Yeah. So that's cute. It's true. It is true. But help me. I love it, by the way. But help us understand how that is not just a successories poster. Like, what's the practical application to that?
2: Well, so if you're buying uh, coverage on your own through the private or exchange marketplace, uh, or you're certainly buying coverage through an employer-sponsored plan, the less coverage you need, um, the more risk you can take on, and you're protecting yourself against the catastrophic. Well, think about it like as you, um, the analogy I use is is how you take care of a car. Sure. If we if we treated our bodies like we take care of a car, we every week we go put fuel in it, we check we check the oil, we we get a oil
0: change. Where's the dipstick? Yeah. I'm sorry. Go uh, ahead. Is it
2: are, on the no, metaphor? No, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Right. We, uh, you know, we change our oil as we're supposed to, we get tires rotated and we just pay for that as we go to avoid the massive issue with the car. Well, that's what we should be doing with our bodies. We should be getting preventive medicine. We should be taking care of ourselves and diet and we should count on insurance to take care of the catastrophic piece. Well, the whole system's flipped backwards. People, tend to go to the doctor for every little sniffle. They tend to not get preventive care when they really should be spending their time and energy there. And all of a sudden, come middle age, the wheels start to come off of the metaphorical body, and they expect healthcare to be inexpensive. That's just not how it works. You've got you've to maintain and prevent so you don't actually ever, ever need to, to get to the more expensive stuff.
0: So the system has been broken for a while, but to get the fixes we need is such a culture shift now. We, we have some of the tools there. I mean, there are things like a health savings oh, yeah. account that help and free wellness visits and all these sorts of things, but we're just not there yet.
2: Yeah, people aren't taking care of it. Now, you and I are unabashed uh, fans of health savings accounts. Absolutely. I think – and every time I
0: say that, people look at me like, you're a nerd. And I'm like, you don't – they clearly don't understand them then because yeah. it's the best tax advantage vehicle on the planet – and as we get older, we get sicker. We're going to need more healthcare. It essentially becomes sort of a healthcare four hundred and
2: one k. Exactly. And so, if you think about, it, and I'm neither of us are uh, are CPAs or tax advisors, but we know no, this. But yeah. sometimes I'm boring. Yeah, but we're we're boring sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. And we know that when you when you put money into an HSA through an employer, you're going to it's going in pre-tax, so you don't pay state, local, or FICA taxes on those. That's that's. That's a huge savings, or it's ta- it's tax
0: deductible, which is the same thing,
2: right? Or if yeah, if you don't through an employer, it's an above the tax above the line tax deduction. So it's pre tax or tax advantage savings. It sits in the account, and any interest that's gained is tax deferred, right? And as long as you spend those monies on qualified expenses, you'll never pay taxes on those dollars. That is a triple tax advantage.
0: It turns out sensual massage is not a qualified. Yeah, event. I know you
2: tried that last year, and we had to help you audit that, and you know, yeah, put the money. It back was in. not a ugly.
0: good ending. So. Um, not a I know. No. So oh. anyway, Paul. Um, so uh, we we have some of these mechanisms in place though. I mean, because you even you get into this idea now of concierge medicine. Yeah. And how that is a true solution to a broken problem, you know, this broken culture of medicine today. Yet in order to do it, it costs a lot of money.
2: Yeah. I, I mean I'm I'm lucky um, that I have an employer who sponsors concierge medicine for some of the key employees, and I get to participate in that. So I get to experience concierge medicine. Can we call them right now and just act like something's wrong with you? We could if you wanted to. Dr. Doctor Schmidt would be happy to take Can our call. Can
0: we call, call like, hi, this is uh, Kathleen Turner. I'm <laughs> with Paul, and we've noticed this nasty rash.
2: <laughs> what we, do you think it is? <laughs> we, we could do that, uh, but let's not. That's, it just doesn't translate well to radio. The um, I think that would translate perfectly well. <laughs> I don't want to be a part of that. Let's okay. just say that. Sure. No. Yeah, concierge medicine's great. I mean, it's it's changed how it's it, it's it's an example of me investing into my own personal health and well-being, being more aware of what's driving my health. I've learned things about myself that have made me You're be part healthier. Cherokee Indian. No, no. I, I I've got some genetic challenges that uh, that we've identified, and I'm taking different supplements that help. So enough about me. But the the point is that concierge medicine is great. It's the way medicine should be done, where a doctor gets compensated for the time they spend with you to keep you healthy, to keep you productive, to keep you well off. Well, the system, the, the overall system is not set up that way. The, the way doctors get paid, uh, providers get paid a day outside of the concierge system is based on the number of procedures and tests and things they do. So, so they get paid to get you healthy but not keep you healthy.
0: So here, here's the million-dollar question. You, you pay more for concierge medicine. Absolutely. But it will ideally over time save you money?
2: I think it. De- I think the answer depends on the person. Um, you but know,
0: if the whole culture shifts to that, maybe that works because it scales. But oh no, you being an early adopter of that, it doesn't scale, right?
2: No, it's. I mean, it's expensive. I mean, it's fifty-five hundred bucks a year.
0: But I'm sure. I mean, the whole point is you'd rather play offense than defense. I mean, that's right. Which right. is fine. I'm not. I'm not busting your chops.
2: No, working my me, head around I, it. I like it. Um, and it. It. For my employer, it keeps claims out of the system um it means i'm not running those claims that i'm having done through the concierge of medicine through our health plan and it means there's claims that never happen because i'm taking care of myself uh it keeps me more productive it keeps me efficient i don't have a lot a lot of, i don't have to deal with wait times you know so but that's not the type of care that the average consumer accesses. right
0: so let's do this let's take a break i'm with uh paul ashley managing director of first person uh benefits advisors
2: what's your guys's website now First person advisors.com with an O with an O. Yeah. Not the weird European ER. S- have
0: we had this conversation before? Because my editor at USA today, every time I put advisor, they correct it to E and I say, no, it's not an E it's an O. And then, and then I lose. Cause yeah.
2: Cause they have their AP, whatever. Anyway. Book. All right.
0: This is Kathleen Turner sitting in for Pete, the planner on the million dollar plan. We'll be back in just a second.
1: question the right of any man the voice his opinion as strong as any can but then again many men are citizens of their own little world so they ain't really fitting in i'm in the background blending in camouflaged by the scenery but i'm a champion Revamp the camp again put down the stamp again talk to my plans again renew my brand again review the plan
0: again we're back uh kathleen turner sitting in for pete the planner this week on the uh, million dollar plan talking health care have got a lozenge in my mouth Paul Ashley, managing director of First Person, sitting in with me. Um, when I was a kid, my dad was a big fan of both Luden's and uh, Ricola Sucrets.
2: Oh, Sucrets are nasty.
0: Yeah, really? They're very the cherry ones. Oh,
2: I, so my dad? Yeah. I think we, you know, we similar. don't share a father, but go ahead. No, we. Not that I know of. Yeah. Um. He had the mint ones. Oh no, like that's the a, menthol Sucrets. No, 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 oh. no, no,
0: no. That he didn't like you.
2: No. Yes.
0: yes. yes. <laughs> right. Uh, Paul, how much wine should a person drink to stay healthy? Because <laughs> you and I, we tend to, to lift a glass to that every once in a while.
2: Uh, I, yeah. There's far too much wine in my cellar at the moment. There is not. Uh,
0: I disagree, and I'm an expert. Um, all right. So I'm going to knock on some wood. I got some wood on my desk here. We, in our household, don't have a ton of health care costs. We just don't. Um, and I'm very, I, I feel really lucky. Um, I'm blessed. Hashtag blessed. I don't know. But all we use are wellness visits. That's mm-hmm. it. Yep. No one ever goes anywhere. It's just wellness visits. We pay, I don't know, 800 bucks a month for health care. And then we put, our equivalent of six thousand dollars or whatever it is into our HSA in two thousand seventeen. It's yeah. sixty
2: seven fifty. Look at
0: that, sixty seven fifty. Unless you're to... over
2: the age of fifty five, or we'll turn fifty five by Not December thirty first, and then it's seventy seven fifty. You're very smart for a family.
0: So um, my, my my question is, I'm in that case spending eight hundred dollars a month for preventative care because the wellness is covered anyway correct or not for 800 for catastrophic care 800 I mean. for
2: the catastrophic protection and should you need to get anything other than preventive care um, you would also receive a network discount um, so if you had to get an mri instead of paying the retail price for an mri you would pay the after network discount price for an mri so you you're paying for that and then you're also paying for a stopgap. so your max out of pocket your deductibles you're just stopping your catastrophic risk at a certain dollar volume probably eight seven eight thousand dollars a year would be my guess on the plan you have so
0: and you, know, you get to different pricing and then you get to another sort of chink in the armor of uh health is that there's just different pricing for everybody and it gets confusing whether you have coverage or don't have coverage the cash price the negotiated price and that's no good
2: yeah so there's there's not much transparency <clears throat> And when it comes to healthcare, care, um, and that's changing. I'll say that the, the, because of the rise of, of consumer-driven healthcare, meaning plans like high deductible health plans that are health savings account compatible, because of the rise of that and the knowledge of, knowledge of consumers is increasing, there's been a demand from employers uh, who sponsor plans, from employees who are on plans, from folks who just are knowledgeable. And so there's new tools that are coming out that uh, help people kind of pierce, uh, pierce part of the veil of what's available uh, in terms of after discount price or true retail price.
0: Can I ask you a really uncomfortable question that has nothing to do with this? Sure. It does have to do with healthcare. So there's this idea that we're um, lengthening life,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: but we're not lengthening the quality of life because we're just tacking on 10 or 15 years of sedentary humanity. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, so one of the issues that the United States has not addressed or grappled with uh, that is different than some other developed countries around the world, we tend to spend a majority of the healthcare care dollars uh, at the end of life. Prolonging breath. Prolonging breath, not necessarily quality of life, right. but prolonging life. And if you look at that purely on a balance sheet as a macroeconomic issue and you don't put anybody's name to it, you're like, well, that's just kind of silly. That's kind of weird. And you begin to think about things that we should do differently in in terms of how we finance healthcare, in terms of palliative care versus trying to keep people alive. And um, that's easy to talk about on a balance sheet, but then on a macro, but then when you think, then then, then when you start putting names to that, your parents, your grandparents, your aunt, then what do you do with it, right? So it's a very challenging
0: question. Well, there's no solution. I mean, I'm not saying there's a solution. I'm just saying like, if I have to, have a a relative in a nursing home for three years where, you know, clearly they're going to spend a lot of money there. It's not like they want to be there, but their quality of life. If, if they're struggling is no good.
2: Yeah, no. And this is things, this is less about healthcare and more about probably personal financial planning. But the thing that I always encourage friends and family to do is have a serious conversation with your spouse about the theoretical end of life. Yeah. And, Plan for that. What is what is what is your medical directive that you want them to be able to do and not do? How do you want uh, to be sustained? You know, no. do you do you do you want to just be comfort? These are things you ha- that we need to be dealing with as consumers. It has a huge financial impact. It has a huge emotional impact. Um, it certainly impacts the healthcare as a, in the United States. And you know, so if we as consumers or just you know people, humans, don't uh, don't address that with our loved ones and leave them to do it. People tend to make difficult emotional choices. So
0: You know, we just got a few days, 40, 50 days left in the Obama administration. I guess what I want to know is, when did the death panels start?
2: (laughs) Yeah, the death panels. So there never were death panels, but there was comparative effectiveness research. Sure. And comparative effectiveness effectiveness research, which was funded through the Affordable Care Act, is, is something you and I both actually want. Uh, it basically says take a condition and let's fund trials and fund studies about how treatments are going to find comparatively which type of treatment is most effective and cost-effective versus another. That's what
0: the death panel was?
2: That's what the death panel was.
0: What? I'm not going to ask what everyone's problem is but because no one knows.
2: No one knows the real problem.
0: Um, so I don't want to get too much into the Affordable Care Act because I just... I can't even right now. Um,
2: <laughs> well, get ready to buckle your seatbelts. Come uh, January twentieth,
0: <sighs> we're gonna have to do a show on that.
2: We probably Pete will probably be back together sometime in February talking about what's coming.
0: So let, let's deal with this then. I mean, again, on a, on an everyday basis, how do people end up wasting healthcare dollars? Uh, can it be things like when they have prescriptions, they're not buying the medicine from the right places?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, I, 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 you know, f- folks should think about buying prescription medicine like they buy gasoline. Now, be careful on taking that analogy out too far, but you know, people people will go three blocks down the road to save a penny a gallon on gas because they're they're thoughtful about what they look and see to uh, see what's out there. But that's not easy to do because those prices aren't listed. But there are tools that are out there, so I'll give you two two websites to go to. There's goodrx.com.
0: Goodrx.com. Yeah,
2: G-O-O-D, and then onerx.com.
0: Onerx.com.
2: Both are very good. The one I've gravitated to personally is onerx.com because it's got a really great app for smartphones, iPhone or Android, and it lets you download download the app to your phone. Uh, It's location-based, so you type in the name of a drug, it'll tell you within a X-mile radius of where you are. Marijuana. <laughs> well, that that's not actually in there.
0: Oh. Yeah. You mean pharmaceutical.
2: Right. Yes. Sorry. Not, no class one substances are listed, I believe. Yeah. And it lets you search for pharmacies, and then it tells you here's what the true retail price is. Here's what the price is when it runs through your prescription, mm-hmm. with your prescriptions, because uh, it lets you put your um, RX information from your ID card
0: into the system. So here's the dumbest question that we're getting to here is why wouldn't someone... Once they have that, why wouldn't you just buy medicine from the least expensive place?
2: That, that's what we do. Yeah. But why? Would, why, why people don't? I mean, oh, so. why? Why don't people do that? Well, number one, they don't have the app. So let's say they have the app. So then, why wouldn't they if they didn't? So the main reason people don't now is because they don't know how to. They just think, well, I've got, I've always gone to CVS or I've always gone to Walmart or I've always gone to Walgreens. So I just that's where I go. That's where my pharmacist is. But uh, if people had the information at their fingertips, why would they still not go to the least expensive place? Um, the only logical reason that I think that actually holds value is they've got a personal relationship with a pharmacist who has helped them, and they see them as part of their healthcare system. I can give somebody credit for that if they truly engage with the pharmacist in a meaningful way, but most consumers don't do that.
0: I know this has nothing to do with the conversation, but now I'm curious. How do how, 1Rx, is that the one?
2: Yeah, that's what I use. How, how do they make money? Well... So the way the way they make money is when you have a prescription filled and you don't use your, um, you don't run it through your uh, commercial insurance. Instead, Mm -hmm. you find a price lower because it brings forward coupons. When it runs through that one RX coupon, there's on the back end there's some money making. But the reality is the people at one RX don't really care if they make money because they
0: just love to sell guns,
2: (laughs) (laughs) right? Ah, ah, What they what they are they're actually it's actually a way for a PBM um, consulting company
0: called peanut Tru- butter and melly
2: what's, what's PBM <laughs> uh, pharmacy benefit management oh um, I was wrong to get to get their name out there so a company named Truveris is behind 1RX. Uh, and it's really just a, a, a goodwill public goodwill gesture for them
0: so let's do this let's take another break we'll come back we got Paul Ashley managing director of First Person Benefit Advisors he knows everything about uh, uh, healthcare. And wine and wine
2: yep. and children, um, ch- child rearing.
0: He's got he's reared five children. So uh, we'll come back after the break. I'm Kathleen Turner. Yeah.
1: Axe hand on the beat.
2: Yes,
1: sir. Oh, Glass house. Yes, sir. Mr. Kinetic. Rusty Redenbacher. Oh, ATFU. That town. Yeah. Cash new Yeah, y'all ain't hip yet cashing in like the end of the game at the casino i lean so the glare of the rear view don't hit me swiftly through the avenues and boulevards old soul playing on my speakers old soul but young and age of boss player not from the himalayas but my fam gave me gary indiana game grew up around the country but the mindset was there ain't i won't complain about a damn thing on this beat axe hang got it slapping glass house keep it funky work it.
0: Back with Paul Ashley, managing director of First Person Benefits Advisor. Stuck in healthcare? New million-dollar plan? I, I've I've seen people lose hundreds of thousands of dollars because of uh, poor healthcare planning. So that's why we're talking about it because this is real. And I'm relatively healthy despite my vocal cords right now apparently are in shreds. Paul. but um. I really do have a solid healthcare strategy. Like, I mm-hmm. max out my HSA. You know, I don't eat lard.
2: You not know? directly in spoonfuls, at least. Not, not spoonfuls. Yeah. I love tortillas, though.
0: Mm. Uh, so what else? Besides those two prescription apps, um, people don't negotiate their medical costs en- enough. They don't use uh, Castlight and uh, healthcarebluebook.com and services like that, which encourage consumers to get the best prices
2: yeah they they really don't and it's crazy and it I, i've got a personal story around that uh some number of years ago i was asked by a friend who had double lung replacement
0: to double lung replace that's right what do they replace them with like shopping bags like no, plastic like lungs like other they people's harvest lungs.
2: lungs from a, a, a organ donor
0: yeah and
2: that's usually
0: the person's dead though
2: the one whose lungs were harvested yes. from? Yeah, they almost always are not alive after that.
0: Can you donate a lung to somebody, or is that not no. worth That's no. a kidney. Right. What can you do? Go ahead.
2: Are we physicians? Here? I don't this know. This is Look, the I, Pete a... medical hour. Anyway, so the point of the story was... <laughs> He asked me to uh, – he wanted to run. Once he got his lung replacement, he wanted to run. By the way, his lungs were replaced. Do I know the, this person? No. Okay. His lungs were replaced by uh, – it was a woman organ donor. And so we had some really fun jokes about that, like every 28 days. Anyway, that,
0: that seems inappropriate. It
2: was inappropriate. But he – you know, the guy survived, so we had fun with that. Yes. Anyway, he wanted to run the, uh, the half marathon here, right? Sure. Well, the doctor said you can't run it, but you certainly can walk it. Walk to your feet, fall off, so – he asked a bunch of friends yeah, to walk. replacement. Yep. And he asked a bun- bunch of friends to walk it with him. So we did. So I went out and walked it with him and no training. Just yeah. went out and walked 13.1 miles. Woke up the next morning and I thought my legs were going to fall off. Sure. And uh, went to the doctor on the following Tuesday because I didn't feel any better. And he's like, well, you know, I think you're just an idiot because you just walked out, went out and walked 13.1 miles with no training. And uh, you probably just have shin splints. But I want to go ahead and order an MRI from you. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa wait a second. What? Time out. I'm like, time out.
0: So this went from a guy, so a lung transplant to you having an MRI because you had shin splints?
2: Yeah. So I said, wait a second. You, you're telling me you think it's shin splints. Pump the bees. Yeah. You think it's shin splints, but the reality is that it, it's probably not uh, any break. Could, could you tell the same thing from an x-ray? He's like, oh, yeah, I'd be fine with an x-ray. That wouldn't, that wouldn't be too big of a deal. I'm like, all right, how's this? Why don't you write me a order for an x-ray? as opposed to telling me to go to this specific place for an MRI, write me an order for an X-ray where I can go anywhere I want. And if I don't feel better in five days because he gave me, you know, like anti-inflammatory drugs, then I will go get the X-ray. Would you? Feel, oh, that's perfect. So I went from being ordered to go to a specific location to have an MRI to having the consumer choice to go get an X-ray when and where I needed it within five days if I didn't start feeling better. And? And I... That it was, it turns out I'm an idiot. All I needed was anti inflammatory drugs to get over Some the shin splints, and I was fine. I never even got an x ray. So I went from being ordered what would have been $2,500 out of pocket to paying $9 for generic anti inflammatory drugs that he had me fill, and I was done. Well, you know, so why did this happen? The doctor bless his heart, good enough guy, probably had part ownership in the imaging clinic and wanted to direct business that there. That
0: doesn't make him a good enough guy. Well, no, you
2: know, actually. I'm just trying to be kind, you know, and not all doctors are out to get people, but if I hadn't stood up and said,
0: and he couldn't tell you were standing because you're not that right, tall. Right. Cause
2: I'm not very tall. But the, the reality is that I, I would have been directed to get uh, medicine care. I didn't need yeah. to solve an issue I didn't have, but I simply stopped and asked questions. I wasn't demanding. I wasn't uh, rude. I just said, well, is there another direction we can go? Could we try this? And we we have, fascinating. Be, we have to be our own best advocates when it comes to healthcare.
0: Our friend Kelsey says, the one who's paying is saying.
2: That's right. Preach. <laughs> She's the greatest. Kelsey is the greatest. I got to kiss her hand on stage. Well,
0: that was exciting for you. Yes. Only. Um, so that's interesting, right? So even, so that was a way to prevent Getting charged something, but what after? Let, let's say after the fact, you get charged a bill. You get a you get the actual bill in the mail, and you're like,
2: Oh my gosh! Yeah. So let's say I you? was dumb enough to go get the MRI. Sure. Right. So then what do I do? Well, then what you do is when you get the bill, um, these 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 uh, providers love to be paid quickly. You yeah. know, Time value money. They don't like uh, accounts receivable. So if I'm somebody who has a health savings account, I just call up the provider and say, Hey, I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna pay in full right now. But would you be willing to take a disc? You know, would you be willing to provide a 10% discount? I mean, what, what, the worst thing I can tell you is no. Um, I've done this before. One of my children had tubes put in their ears and the bill came immediately, you know, and it, it had already been discounted by the insurance. Right. This was the allowed charge. And I, I called up and said, Hey, I just got the bill. I want to make full payment. Would you be willing to talk to one of your finance managers and knock off 10%? Hold on, let me put you on hold, sir. Went and checked. Said, sure. Which, you, if you'll make credit card payment over the phone right now, we'll do that. So I got out my HSA debit card and made payment and saved, you know, two hundred bucks.
0: I've done that numerous times. Yeah, and th-
2: they don't have to. Add, they don't have to do that, right? And they're it, it, to, in their defense, they've already agreed to an end network discount, and so the after discount price is already been dis- discounted heavily off their uh, retail price. But they want to get paid. They want to get paid fast.
0: And that's another reason, actually, to have money in your hsa because it gives you leverage to be able to do that i mean if you've got money uh and you've got a balance then then it's tougher than say okay if they say well then pay it right now and you go well there's the thing i can't because i don't have any money in my hsa you sort of kind of peters out oh so to speak you used it i know um interesting okay so the consumer one that people can use is healthcare blue book Castlight is usually more attached to a benefit an yeah, the yeah. employer.
2: There's no way for an employer. Uh, uh, there's no way for a general consumer who doesn't have Castlight. Um, Castlight only comes through employers, is what we're trying to say. Great tool, um, but let's say you're, you're. Let's say you're with an employer who doesn't have Castlight, um, and you're with a, a major insurer like uh, Anthem, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, or United Healthcare, or Cigna, or Aetna all of these insurers uh have tools that are sort of baked into their solution where if you go to say anthem.com or myuhc.com there are tools where you can type in not every procedure under the sun but a lot of the most common procedures and they have cost estimator tools that says okay here's all the in network providers um here's what the after discount price is and you can make shopping decisions the thing that they're starting to add to this is also quality scores um and or or uh, you know different providers are following the best practices, and so they get special designations because they're doing things more efficiently and effectively. so you you should be able to go out and see quality measures, cost measures, uh, and all the things in network. So if you're with one of those major insurers, you should definitely go to the website before you have anything that's done on an outpatient basis.
0: Uh, not too long ago, in central Indiana, there was a billboard over on the west side where I grew up, which is the best site um and and it's 10 to 15 percent off or something like that 15 percent off all services at such and such hospital i just remember thinking there there's a sale on on services like i get it but at the same time that doesn't seem right to me
2: yeah and who knows how they're doing it right but off of what because you as a consumer didn't even know what the base price was. there's no transparency
0: so you have no idea
2: nope um All right. Well, let's do this.
0: Let's take a break and uh, we'll come back for the final short segment. We'll do biggest waste of money of the week. So here's your challenge, uh, Paul Ashley, managing director of first person advisors. Uh, You have to come up with the biggest waste of money of the week and it has to be healthcare related. We'll do that after this. I'm Kathleen Turner sitting in for Pete, the planner on the million dollar plan.
1: Stay true to my enemy and water the trees that I sing from and look out for the lumberjacks Running with the gale force wind at my back Swift and enduring, I remain calm Swift and enduring, I remain calm Swift and enduring, I remain calm This lays great efforts to rest Let me remain calm until it all
2: calms down Enjoying everything that's
0: around. Alright, we're back. Uh, biggest waste of money of the week here on The Million Dollar Plan. I'm Kathleen Turner sitting in for Pizza Planner. Paul Ashley, Managing Director of First Person Advisors, is here with me. Hey, Pablo. That's me. It's the Pedro, big- Pedro Del Pesos. What's the biggest waste of money of uh, the week, sir?
2: I think it's the biggest waste of money. every week. Every. When people are prescribed brand name medications by their provider and take it without asking, is there, is there a generic alternative or equivalent available?
0: So someone, uh, a doctor, is gets out their pad, starts writing you a prescription, and you say, "If I may, if I may, pardon me, uh, is there a generic?" That's and a then fair
2: question to ask:
0: Is there? Are they ever incentivized to not write generics?
2: No. And there are times, Let's be clear: there are times when a brand name drug is a must. Either a because there is no alternative, or b there's a very specific reason or a side effect. That the doctor might believe, but there's no the, the biggest waste is you not asking the question, and engaging yeah. with the provider of hey I know you're writing a brand name drug, but is there a generic alternative available to this or a generic equivalent? And oftentimes there can be. And a lot of times what the doctor will write, you know, they'll write the generic name because that's just what they know, uh, or the brand name, and then they'll write may may uh, they'll 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 not check dispenses written meaning. The pharmacist has the ability to to replace it oh. with a generic uh, equivalent, meaning a, that has the same active ingredient.
0: Well, I didn't know that. Well, yes. I don't, I don't have prescriptions. Well, good for you. I need a Sucrates, a prescription for Sucrets.
2: Yeah, that's an over-the-counter. Those well, are free. Last night, I tried not free. I,
0: I tried to use Grandpa's cough syrup to help with it, and it burned. Yeah, well, the was. bourbons. I, I went bourbon, but here's the thing. It's funny. It tasted like Robitussin because, like, my taste buds are off because I got a cold. I was like, well, I should have just had Robitussin because that was some expensive Robitussin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're the the pharmacist can do it,
2: huh? Well, it's the, the the if you look at a prescription pad that a doctor has, they can write uh, dis- dispense as written, meaning I wrote the script, you have to follow it to a T yeah. or uh, may substitute. And um, when they say that, they're saying as long as it has the same active ingredient, you can, you can replace it with generic. But, then the, but, but before that even happens, if a doctor writes a script, there may not be a generic equivalent to that, but there might be a generic alternative in the same therapeutic class. So there might be a generic medication that does the same thing that's just a different drug. So you just have to ask. The, the biggest waste of the week is just not engaging in asking, is there a more effective, cost-effective way to do this, doctor?
0: Speed round, should you pick up a magazine that's in, in a doctor's office waiting room?
2: Uh, me personally, no. It's got to be covered with MRSA. Or...
0: I don't touch no. anything when I'm in a doctor's office.
2: I walk office. in there like, well, you can't see this on TV, but my yeah. hands are all like, where yeah. do I put my hands right now? You look like
0: a T-Rex. When right,
2: hear that. T-Rex. Uh,
0: all right, Paul Ashley, if people want to learn more, they go to First Person Advisors dot com first yeah, we've
2: got a lovely blog for all your blogging needs oh
0: a web blog uh,
2: well yes and we've got some video blogs and other things
0: i think those are called vlogs those are my hope for you dear listener is that my voice is back next week because if it isn't i don't know uh thanks for listening reminding you as always i'm sending you good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget i'm pete the planner Kathleen Turner, and this is the Million Dollar Plan.
1: If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money, right, then hit us up at pizzaplanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. slash podcast. Log on.
0: This is for information purposes only. it's not the Swiss financial planning the flies. Consult a financial
2: divisor
1: release from everest the fresh is fresh and you can call me et word to john tesh let me bless this harmonic presentation it's amazing so amazing i'm the reason uh, salutations i bring you love trying greetings from a away land i am the sole controller put the remote down and let me take control you're now a part of my zone so enjoy yourself love trying can restore your health i bring you greetings uh, salutations how you doing and is that how y'all say it